the Lord be with you. Let us pray. O God, through the humiliation of your Son, you raised up the fallen world. Grant to your faithful people, rescued from the peril of everlasting death, perpetual gladness and eternal joys. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Please be seated. The Old Testament reading for the third Sunday of Easter is from Ezekiel chapter 34. For thus says the Lord God, behold, I, I myself will search for my sheep and will seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock when he is among his sheep that have been scattered, so will I seek out my sheep and I will rescue them from all places where they have been scattered on a day of clouds and thick darkness. And I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries and will bring them into their own land. And I will feed them on the mountain of Israel by the ravines and in all the inhabited places of the country. I will feed them with good pasture and on the mountain heights of Israel shall be their grazing land. There they shall lie down in good grazing land and on rich pasture they shall feed on the mountains of Israel. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep, and I myself will make them lie down, declares the Lord God. I will seek the lost, I will bring back the straight, I will bind up the injured, I will strengthen the weak, and the fat and the strong I will destroy, I will feed them in justice. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle is from 1 Peter chapter 2. For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example, so that you might follow his steps. He committed no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed, for you were strained like sheep, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. This is the word of the Lord. Ask congregation to please stand. Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 10th chapter. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd who does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep, and I have other sheep that are not of this fold, I must bring them also. 
and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. This is the gospel of the Lord. Ask the congregation to please be seated as we sing stanza number one of 588. We'll ask the children to come forward at this time for the children's lesson. In the name of Jesus, amen. J.D., Elizabeth, Ella, Jason, and Holden. In confirmation this year, if you can recall, we watched a segment from that old popular TV show called ER. If you can recall, there was a man who was dying from cancer in this segment that we watched. Now, this man was not at peace at all, but he was indeed afraid he was afraid of dying. He was afraid of what comes next after he died. Furthermore, if you recall, he had a tremendous amount of guilt. That kind of guilt that weighed heavy on the conscience. The kind of guilt that indeed pressed down upon the soul. For he had actually caused the death of an innocent man early in his life. Now in this segment, to catch the rest of us up to speed, this man, he was visiting with the chaplain in the hospital, wanting answers. He indeed wanted answers. He was seeking just a sliver of hope because his conscience was burdened. He wondered if forgiveness was even possible for him before death. And in fact, what, what did God want for him? Well, as you know, and as to inform the rest of the congregation today, this chaplain, she responded by suggesting that the dying man needed a new reason to live and to just let go of that guilt, to feel forgiven. She also went on to tell him that it was up to each person to figure out what God wanted by looking inside their heart. Yes, right there on the man's deathbed, in his helplessness, 
This foolish and incompetent chaplain had the audacity to direct the dying man inward to himself for answers and hope and comfort. Now, it should not surprise us at all that the chaplain's answers infuriated the cancer-ridden man. Indeed, he was quite justified when he started yelling at her and wanting a real chaplain who believed in a real God and a real hell because she was not dealing with reality. But she was dealing with mere feelings. Yes, dealing with mere feelings and opinions and what we call hallmark theology. The The kind of theology that wannabe chaplains get from sentimental card cliches. You see, the man, he needed real answers. And all the woman's uncertainty and spiritual gobbledygook made things worse. He wanted someone to look him in the eyes and tell him where to find forgiveness. He was running out of time and he needed to cling to something other than himself. But all that she could do is point him inward to himself. Now, as you can recall, that scene ended with him yelling quite loudly, Get out! Get out! Get out! Enough of this nonsense. Now, the reason I mention this to you confirmants this morning and the rest of our congregation is because this shows us what we're being told about God in our day and age. And what are people being told? They are being told to look inside. They're told that the truth of God is inside of us, waiting to be uncovered. J.D., Ella, Elizabeth, Jason, and Holden you'll be told to look inside as well, to find God and to just make things up as you go to whatever comforts you and just go with that. That's what the world will tell you when it comes to God. J.D., Elizabeth, Ella, and Jason, and Holden, I don't need to tell you this, for you already know that this is a lie from the wolf, the wolf being Satan. You see, you guys and myself, as well as this congregation, we cannot discover what God wants by looking inside of ourselves. The idea that there is some sort of truth of God just waiting to be discovered within, if we only look hard enough and ask ourselves the right kind of questions, is complete nonsense. So what do we find when we look inward? What do we, look, what do we find when we look inside of our hearts? My friends, it is not good. What we find when we look inward is layer upon layer upon layer of sin. We do not find gems of greatness within. We do not find nuggets of truth, but we find sin, we find wickedness, and we find deceit. J.D. and Elizabeth, Ella, Jason, and Holden, truth does not lie within you. It is not some sort of untapped resource in your hearts, buried within but instead within each and every one of you, as well as your parents, grandparents, and family and friends, within all of us is a wicked heart. The prophet Jeremiah, he says at best, he says this, that the heart, yes, the heart is deceitful above all things, a desperately sick heart. Who can understand it? Indeed, none of us can. You see, this deceitful heart is not something that you as confirmants acquired through time, but it is how you are born. It is how we are all born. We're born with hearts infected with sin. That is what we carry around and try to cover up and and manage every single day of our lives. In fact, it could be said 
that the majority of our problems in life are not out there somewhere else with somebody else, but they're right here, closer than we would think, right here in our hearts. The problem is much closer than we think. And yet, the good news of the gospel is that this does not deter the Lord. Yes, it does not deter the Lord God from seeking you out as well as this congregation to seek us out. In the Old Testament reading, we heard this through the prophet Ezekiel, that the Lord himself will seek out the lost and bring back the strain and he will bind up the injured and he will strengthen the weak. And in our gospel reading as well, from the gospel of John, we hear how Jesus, he declares himself to be the good shepherd. Jesus says that he is the one who came down from heaven to rescue you and me from sin and death and the devil. He is indeed the one who has words of never-ending life to speak to sinful mortals such as ourselves, like me, like you, and like you confirmants. He has words to speak to you so that we might listen to him and not our hearts. It is interesting though, is it not? Notice how our readings from Ezekiel and the Gospel of John, they show us that truth and salvation and hope are not within us, but outside of us. That is right, truth is from the mouth of the Lord who speaks to us as his very own sheep. But what does this mean? It means that you and I that we do not listen to our hearts, but we listen to the words of the Good Shepherd. And what are those good words of the Good Shepherd? Well, they are words that tell us about Jesus being the one who laid down his life for the sheep. That is for all of you. That is for you, confirmants. Jesus is the one who laid down his life before the wrath of God in your place. He's the one who takes the real truth of who we are that we are sinners in thought, word, and deed. And he takes that truth into himself and he bears it all before God the Father to satisfy that payment. And so J.D. and Elizabeth and Ella and Jason and Holden, this absolute forgiveness from the punishment of your sins before heaven is not found by looking within your heart, inside yourself, examining your heart, to have the assurance that we are forgiven and to face your future deaths is not accomplished by an inward turn. J.D., Elizabeth, Ella, Jason, and Holden, do not waste your time and energy looking inward to your feelings and your opinions and your speculations. It is a waste of time. It is indeed a waste of time to dig around in deceit. Instead, look away from yourself. Look away from yourself, look to the one outside of you, and listen to his voice. Not the voice of your heart, but the voice of Jesus. Listen to Christ. But do not listen just one time, for that does not do you or anybody else any good. Listen often and believe often. Yes, the good shepherd has seen to it to continually proclaim his words so that you as his sheep will continually hear his voice. As sheep, you live by his word. You are captive to the word of God, not your feelings and not your opinions and certainly not the talking points of the world. J.D. and Elizabeth, Ella, Jason and Holden, the Lord proclaims his word continually through pastors and Christians 
that what he did on Mount Calvary might be poured into your ears. Yes, listen to the voice of the shepherd today, that sweet news of the gospel. In fact, all of us listen today again and again and again. It is finished for you. It is like this. The Lord, he gathers sheep. He gathers sheep, all of us sheep, Christians like us, together into churches like St. Paul's Lutheran Church. He gathers us together so that we won't be stumbling around and trying to find the solutions in the darkness of our heart. But instead, he gathers us together as his sheep to hear his voice. In fact, he even brands us sheep, making us his own by marking us as the redeemed on our head and our heart in baptism. And he prepares a table for us to receive. A table that he sets up in the midst of our enemies. He does this not to turn us inward, but to turn us outward to him. To receive real food of forgiveness in his body and his blood given and shed for us. J.D. and Elizabeth, Ella, Jason, and Holden, do not look within, but instead listen outside of yourselves and hear the voice of your shepherd in his word, in the Bible, for you. And as you listen and hear his word, know him and follow him, yes, constantly hear Jesus' word again and again and again. For in Jesus' word is truth. In his word, there's forgiveness. In his word, he preserves you until the end, until he comes back to take you out of this grave, out of this veil of tears, unto himself for eternity. J.D., Elizabeth, Ella, Jason, and Holden, each and every one of you are Christ's sheep. You belong to Jesus. Therefore, listen to him. Hear his voice. Hear his word which is for you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. At this time, I'll ask the confirmation students to please grab your hymnals and come forward for the rite of confirmation. congregation would like to follow along it is on page 272 beloved in the lord our lord jesus christ said to his apostles all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth therefore go and make disciples of all nations 